no, we, you know, I mean, we, we just, uh, we, the bears are what we thought they were. What, what, what we thought they were. Say that one more time, play. Oh! One more time. Oh! One more time. Welcome to the Barry Centrals. On today's show, we break down the Bears' biggest positions of need, heading into the NFL draft, and much, much more. Ada, we are back in the building, baby. Feels good to be back, man. Yes, it does. Audience, man, we are sorry that we missed y'all last week, but as you guys know, A-Dub and I, we running a media platform on the other side, and you know, audience, sometimes A-Dub and I, we get pulled away from this here, but we are back. We're going to be more consistent with this thing as we head into the NFL draft. But today, A-Dub, we got a jam-packed show for him. Yes, sir. I'm ready for it, man. I mean, let's get to the first piece of business here. Tevin Jenkins, A-Dub, he announced he's going to be playing left guard this season. What are your thoughts on that? I knew that was a possibility, Perez, with the sign of Nate Davis. I figured that, man. I'm like, Nate Davis really been a right guard, Perez. Do you want to change him up, or are you, are you looking at a guy like Tevin Jenkins, who's been moved around a lot. Remember, Tevin Jenkins was the guy that came here was supposed to be a left tackle. Went from left tackle to right guard. And well, probably I already, now... I, I already told y'all what that was about. I knew he wasn't no left tackle when they drafted him. In the <laughs> well, my, my bad. Go, go ahead, A-Dub. My bad. Hey, you're right, Brad. You're the one, the first one that called it out. You straight say, Dub, hey, look, he ain't going to be left tackle. Maybe no. right guard will work for him. You pretty much called it out, Perez, and right guard did work for him. So what it shows is that Tevin Jenkins is a guy that can't be moved around. Now, we'll see if left guard really the spot for him, Perez, but, hey, we saw how well he played at right guard, though. But to your point, A-Dub, I mean, the signing of a Nate Davis, it pretty much signaled that Tevin Jenkins was going to be that guy that was going to go over to left guard. Now, there's been a lot of talk from fans, not anyone that knows this particularly, but there were some people like, I'd be surprised if Tevin Jenkins makes the opening day roster because some people were thinking that he was going to get traded, which, right. hey, you never know what happens during the draft. But in my heart of hearts, I think Tevin Jenkins has to remain on this ball club. Yeah, Perez, I mean, the guy showed us a lot at right guard. Again, you were really been high on him at the right guard spot and how well he played. You talked a lot about that, Perez. So for your, for that point, I would love to see him play left guard and see what that does and what he can do with it. Now, one of the points that you brought up earlier, you brought up the fact that when the Bears drafted him, which was a previous regime, it wasn't Ryan Poles. Right. But he was drafted to be the left tackle. We know they cut Charles Leno to make room for Tevin Jenkins. Tevin Jenkins had an injury-plagued rookie season there, right? Right. And this next offseason, move over to right tackle, right? Then it was, okay, well, we don't like what we see from a right tackle. We're going to kick him in the guard. Well, moving him in the guard saved his career. But now we're talking about yet another position change for this kid. I wonder what that does for him mentally, Perez, to have to move around that much on the O-line. Does it start to weigh on him a little bit because of all this change? I don't know, but I can have to wonder where his mental is at, man, at this point, knowing they got to go to left guard. One of the things that people have to think about is when you have guys that are locked into a certain position, their technique, their footwork, all of the different things that they have become accustomed to, it now changes and now it switches. Right. So I don't want people to think that this is a minor development because it's going to take some getting used to. But I tell you one thing, 
I do like the fact of a Tevin Jenkins and a Braxton Jones lining up on the same side of the line. I do like that. <laughs> yeah, man. And I'm not sure how much of adjustment it will be for him, Perez, going over to that left guard spot. But to your point, man, seeing how well he played at right guard, that's a plus. And the fact that he probably can duplicate some of that same type of effort at the left guard, you pair him up like you said with Braxton Jones, that can be a nice little mix right there on that side. I mean, not to mention the fact that Tevin Jenkins only allowed two sacks last season. We know what that offensive line did last year, A-Dub. Justin Fields was sacked often. Right. And so when you have a guy like that who didn't allow a lot of sacks, didn't allow a lot of pressures, and was effective as a run blocker, that for me is the reason why I want this guy to return to this ball club in 2023. So like I said, I'm hoping that they keep him there left guard, and I hope that he has a seamless transition to that position. And that's the key right there, seeing this transition, Perez. If he can make it that way where it won't cause too much of an adjustment for him, and you're right, there's going to be some time to adjust. But if he can make it happen so quickly in the offseason, Perez, that'll be a plus, man, if he can figure it out right away. And if he can do that, hey, the sky's the limit as far as this guy being a very good left guard. But the one thing that we can all say and admit about Tevin Jenkins is the kid is willing to play wherever they put him, right? Yep. You don't have a kid that balks at a position change. and so. That makes me feel good, you know, as a loyal follower of this team. And the fact that he has success at changes position press, he could go in and say, hey, I've done it at right guard. I can do it at left guard too. True. Now, the reason why I'm so happy with Jenkins and Jones playing on the same side of the line is because, in my opinion, I thought they were the two best offensive linemen on the team last year. Now, I know people are going to sit here and say, well, Perez, remember when you said Braxton Jones needs to get stronger? Yes, he does. However, as a rookie, yeah, started 17 games in the National Football League as a late-round draft pick, I think the kid played very well, in my opinion. But you and I know he had his work cut out from him throughout the season because, man, he got beat on a lot of those plays, right, against some of the tough edge rushes in the game. But the fact that the kid was willing to battle out every game and bounce back every game to go out there and try to perform, I give him a lot of credit as a rookie. But I'm hoping year two, Perez, it's much better than year one. I mean, if you if you really think about it, though, yeah, he has some challenges. But again, as a rookie, and if you look at the numbers, Braxton Jones actually graded out pretty well as far as run blocking and also in pass protection among rookie offensive linemen. So when I look at that and I look at how he compared against his peers, it gives me reason for optimism because yeah. – I saw that he was working out with Olin Cruz in the offseason, or he has been working out with Olin Cruz in the offseason. We know that people are going to make fun of that A-Dub because Olin Cruz is a big Sam Mustafa fan. I'm going to throw that shit out of the window. Olin Cruz, to me, could be a borderline Hall of Famer for what he did in the Chicago Bears uniform. The guy knows offensive line play. Braxton Jones, hey, man, if he could have a little bit of that mean streak that Olin Cruz had, yeah, and then you basically sum that up with technique. Then I'm sure those are the things that that Ola's working with him on. But also, the area that we all know that Braxton Jones needs to get better at is with handling the bull rush. Bull rushers were tearing him apart last season, right? Absolutely. So that's why I was the one that was saying we got to get Braxton Jones stronger in that lower body. And I hope those are the things that he's working on with Ola Cruz here this offseason. And working with Ola Cruz is not a bad thing, bro. I'm, to, I'm with you on that. Olin Cruz is the guy that had a lot of success at playing this position. So, therefore, if you're learning from a vet who done it, Perez, in the game, who done it so well, hey, why not get some of that knowledge, right, from an Olin Cruz? 
that's perfect. But at the same time, to Braxton Jones, of course, got to put the work in and get stronger because once he gets stronger, Press, that is half of the battle for him when it comes down to those edge rushers. But now with a guy like Nate Davis at right guard, one of the things that I talk about with him when the Bears signed him was health. Nate Davis has not always been able to stay healthy. And so now the reason why I feel like it's important to keep a guy like Tevin Jenkins on that line is because he does have that versatility, right? So if something yep. were to happen to Nate Davis, which I hope that doesn't happen, but you know you have a guy in Tevin Jenkins that you can kick over to right guard. And that could be your safety net, having Tevin Jenkins as the safety net, just in case something like that does happen to a Nate Davis. You know how it is in football, Perez. I'm with you, man. Injuries occur. I mean, none of us saw a Lucas Patrick's injury occurring like the way it did last season, but that did happen. So therefore, you just don't know with these new signings what could possibly happen down the road. True. And to your point with Lucas Patrick, that was a guy that we were all high on entering the season. We thought he was going to really solidify that center position. You know, we thought that it was going to allow Cody Whitehair to play over at guard, but that offensive line never materialized the way that we thought, whether it was injuries, whether it was ineffective play, whether it was Larry Borum taking a step back. There was just a lot of things on that offensive line that just didn't go the way that we expected last season. But I will say Nate Davis is an upgrade. We talk about adding him to this team. But so hopefully, Perez, we're on the right track with figuring this offensive line out. I hope so. I mean, we still got Alex Leatherwood as a developmental option there, you know, a depth piece. But you never know what will happen with him once training camp rolls around. So you have him as a dark horse guy. Cody Whitehair, who had a really so-so season last year. Right. He's returning, right? And he's going to probably play center this season. But this will be a very important season for Cody Whitehair. <laughs> he got to step his game up. And I'm hoping that he can, Perez, show some great size. I mean, but you just don't know with Cody Whitehair. It's been up and down with the man. And I had a lot of high hopes for him in the past. But right now I'm at a point to where show me the goods, man. That's all you got to do is show us what you were able to do because this could be your last season and trying to do so. I think it definitely is going to be his last season. I mean, honestly, there was a time, A-Dub, where I thought that Cody Whitehair was going to be a cap casualty entering this season based on where his contract shapes up. But it looks like he's going to get one last shot at it. But once he suffered that knee injury last year, he just wasn't able to bounce back from that. And that was tough to see. And you know how effective those injuries can be and what it, can do to, what it does to your body. I mean, having that type of injury press to the knee at that, you were off as Man, it matters big time. So can you make a full recovery from that, Perez? I'm pulling for him, but we will see what happens. No, we definitely will. We definitely will. But like I was just saying, I just think that a lot of us know entering this draft that there's a lot of positions that Ryan Pohl still needs to sharpen up. There's a lot of positions that he needs to tighten up. And offensive line, which we'll get to that part here in the show in a little bit, but we know that that's still a position that needs to be addressed. However, I feel with Ryan Poles being a former offensive lineman, like I've said before, that he gets it. He understands the, the, the characteristics, the traits, what it takes to be a successful offensive lineman in the National Football League. So I'm confident that he's going to be able to come in here and identify the right players to help Justin Fields stay upright next season. That's what we hope for, bro. The fact that he can figure that piece of it out because there's no way that Justin Fields, as you and I mentioned plenty of times, can continue to take that type of punishment you've been taking the past couple of seasons. True that. True that. 
But I, I just honestly, I feel like the way that Ryan Poles has been putting his roster together, A-Dub, we are going to have a lot of position battles, I think, coming up this summer. But that is when you know that your roster is starting to take form, when you have depth, when you have competition breeding within your position groups. And I feel like that we're going to see a lot of that. And we haven't even gotten to the draft yet to see even what other pieces get added to the mix. And you and I heard last season how Eberflus and Ryan Poles talked a lot about competition within the team. And I'm hoping that that's what's being created right now because the better the competition for us, the more we're able to see who really comes out on top and who can pretty much have that carryover into the season. So that's what I'm hoping for, that that can continue. I mean, for me, competition always brings out the best in people. You never want people to walk into a position that they didn't earn, right? And I hope that we see a very competitive camp. But obviously, all this, we got must before we get there. Draft is on the horizon, right? We still got well, we still got waves of free agency going on. And speaking of which, A-Dub, Ryan Poles is a dub working. He went and signed a punter in free agency. I thought you may want to create a little bit of a competition. But if I'm getting like, why are you guys going to get him, you know? Are you trying to show me up a little bit? Or you want to add a little pressure to a Gill? Totally fine for us. But I was a little shocked to see that occur. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think it just kind of bolds into what, what I was saying a second ago about competition. While I think yeah. Trenton Gill had a really solid rookie season there, I don't really think he has much to worry about. I think this might be a situation where they're bringing in competition, but it also could be a situation where they're kind of trying to maybe preserve his leg and things like that over the, the all-season workouts. But to your point, Perez, maybe they want to do that. Maybe they want to give him a break and say, hey, take some, take take um, a couple plays off, a play off of here or there, and let someone else get the job done. But you never know. But I'll tell you one thing, Anderson – I mean, obviously, with us covering the Big Ten, I, I'm familiar with him and his time at Rutgers. The guy has a, is a has a nice leg, a left-footed punter. So, you know, we'll see what happens. But honestly, I think Trenton Gill doesn't have much to worry about with this move. From a Ryan Polo standpoint, don't get too comfortable. <laughs> and and that's exactly it. And I and I love I love that you said that because that's kind of how I feel like he's been operating. He don't want anybody to be resting on their laurels. Like he wants everybody to come in there with that same energy to come in and be ready to compete. And another move that he made was bringing in Rasheem Green, one-year contract. Now, this was a move that I really, really liked. But when this move came over A-Dub, I said, people are going to have to stop talking shit and saying that he's not going after guys. He's taking really calculated risk with some of these positions. But when you could get a guy like Rasheem Green at this point of free agency on a one-year deal, and then you think about how he played for Houston Texans, it wasn't bad. I mean, he's a Texas overall played terrible defensively, but he wasn't that bad. So I, I think when you have a guy like him that come over in Chicago, he played for Lovey Smith. I think I still like Lovey and his thought process and coming out to defense for us. I think that's good for Chicago. And I think Green could make an impact with the Chicago Bears team. Well, you got to think about the systems that he's been in. He was drafted by the Seahawks. So you yep. him with Pete Carroll and that type of defense, right? And he yep. was a really solid role player for Seattle. You mentioned his time playing with the Texans, playing under Lovey Siff. So he's been under some really good coaching in his, in his early part of his career. The thing that I like, though, is that he's had some production there. He's shown the ability to be able to get after the quarterback, A-Dub. I think in that capacity, especially with the lack of pass rush that we had last season, yeah, only can bowl well. And if he comes in here as a role player and he's able to equal that type of production, I'm good with it. From a sack standpoint, it went down from 2022, between 2021 to 2022, 
those two years, you see the production kind of go down a little bit. But the thing is, it wasn't all his fault. I mean, you play on a tough team who just can't get to the quarterback like Houston, Texas. Of course, you're going to be impacted a little bit off of that. But coming into Chicago, where I think now he has, he's not required to do all the work for us. He's only with some other guys who can actually contribute. I think it'll go well for him because now he'll be able to face a lot of one-on-one battles and be able to get back there and get some more additional sacks on the quarterback. Now, the one thing, though, A.W., keep in mind with this guy, so I, I do agree with what you're saying there. However, he's not the type of player that is going to be able to get off the line of scrimmage and make the play himself. He's going to need someone else to, you know, maybe get the quarterback to move around a little pocket and he can clean up the play. That's what I've seen on film with him. However, though, you still cannot have too many guys like that on your roster that can basically come in, clean up plays, get the quarterback down on the ground because we didn't do that a lot last season. One of the things that you mentioned about his play and his production kind of slipping off, we did see that last season where he started off the season on a roll, had most of his production the first six to eight weeks of the season. Then we saw it kind of taper off the end of the season. But again, when you're on a team like the Texans, yep. they're taking there's <laughs> a lot of factors around him. You know, right. so I don't want to dig him too much on that. What I'll right. do is I'll tell you the guy that I saw on tape the first half of the season was a guy that looked pretty good to me. If he can get back to how he was the first couple of weeks, Perez, of the year, of last year, I think he'll be good for Chicago Bears. Ryan Poles and the Bears, they had a good look at him because he had one of his better games against the Bears. He did have his better game against the Bears. He went back there, looked at Texas, watched film with this guy, looked at that first six weeks as you talked about, Perez, first half of the season, and saw what this guy is capable of doing. Great. Thought process by Ryan Poles, getting another versatile player because Green can line up outside and also can create pressure from the inside. Those are things that are going to be very vital in a Matty Buffoon's defensive scheme. And so I want the audience to realize when I'm talking about a guy like Green, I'm not looking for him to come in and be a starter. But right. I'm looking for this guy to be able to come in off the bench as a death piece to be able to make plays happen when his number is called upon. That's what we want to see out of him. And to your point, Perez, we're talking about not losing any momentum once we go to a guy like Green off the bench, if he's coming off the bench. That's what you want. You want to keep the same momentum going forward. And that's what Iberflus like to see with his defense, keeping it going, keeping that defensive intensity. A lot of the moves that we're seeing on the defensive line right now, whether it's edge rush or whether it's the interior of the line, now, some of these moves have been solid, right? When you talk about a Demarcus Walker, Andrew Billings, and now we talk about bringing in Rasheen Green. These moves yeah. are cool but they don't move the needle necessarily. I still think in the draft, we need a home run hitter on that yes. line. Someone to consistently get after the quarterback's ass. That's what we need on this ball club. But I don't oh, want yeah. to disrespect the moves that Ryan Poles has made, right? Because they're solid moves, but we yeah. still need some oomph on that fucking <laughs> line. What you saying, Perez, we need a star playmaker out there, bro. Oh, That's yeah, what you man. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 sir. We need somebody to go come in there and kick some ass. But to your point, I do like the signs they are signing, but nothing like having that that guy who can really be that impact player that just changes the whole defense around because he's just that good. And we've seen right. that happen in Chicago multiple times, right, in the past. Get somebody like that again from the draft, oh, that would be lovely. And, I mean, so that's my point, though, Ada. When I look at entering the draft, yeah, there's a lot of positions that I feel like the Bears should be prioritizing. But the first one, obviously, edge rusher and interior defensive line. I think these are very high on the priority list for Ryan Poles and his staff. Because as we mentioned, the line as it is right now with some of the additions that we've made, they've been pretty good moves. 
But we're talking about the league's worst pass rush from last season. When Jaquan Brisker, as I always say, led your team in sacks. When Al-Kadeem Muhammad came in here last year, provided you nothing. When Travis Gibson and Dominique Robinson show signs, they show flashes, but didn't get it done. That is why it's going to be premium for us to identify a pass rusher or someone that can collapse that pocket from the interior of the defensive line. Now, I know a lot of people will push back on us about Jalen Carter. I, at one point, said that I think that you have to remove him from your draft board. However, I noticed that the Bears have met with Jalen Carter now on two to three different occasions. I don't know if that's a smokescreen or if Ryan Poles is interested in him, but if for some reason Jalen Carter is there at nine, I think it's going to be hard for them to not draft that kid. The guy has a loads of talent, and yes, I sir. think Ryan Poles knows that. If he drops down to nine, Perez, how can you pass him up? You got to take Jalen Carter. I know people will talk about the off-field stuff. I get it. I get it. I understand. Don't do some issues there. But the guy is a football player, Perez, a playmaker. You can't let that go away at nine, especially once you've done your homework. And that's one thing I give Ryan Post a lot of credit, what he will do. He's going to make sure that this kid is the right one, if he is that, you know. That's something I'm not worried too much about from a Ryan Post. He will do his homework there. But if it all works out that way, Perez, you can't let this kind of talent fall down. Well, I will push back on you. Last offseason, A-Dub, he signed a lot of guys that got into some trouble off the field. You know me, I'm not going to yeah, throw yeah, guys true. under the bus with that. But that's I true. hope that he learned from some of those mistakes and some of those signings. And I hope that he's done his due diligence on Jalen Carter. But I would say this too, audience. I'm not saying what I would do. I'm not saying what I want them to do. All I'm going to sit here and say is that if he's at nine, I'm sure it's going to be a tough decision for Ryan Poles. <laughs> yeah. But if they do draft him, they need to have the right support system there around this kid. They need to have resources around him to support him. Because I still don't think that he's over – the situation has been circling over his head since the offseason began, right? I think that this kid's got a lot of shit that's going on outside yeah. of football. He came into his pro day out of shape, didn't seem motivated, but I think there's some other shit going on in play there. He got these legal issues, death of his friends. You know, he probably played a part in it in some kind of way. But my point is, if they do draft him, A-Dub, you've got to have resources around this kid to make sure that he doesn't put himself in fucking – bad predicaments when you come into the nfl i know it's a business audience i know that yeah i know you don't have time to babysit players per se but i feel like hey some players you gotta have a support system around them sometimes it gotta be more than just about what's happening on the field sometimes you also gotta be there for the person and make sure that you're supporting them through any sort of adversity that they're having to face you definitely gonna need to support that kid if he's the right one you feel strong about because you're right man when you have the things, the issues he's been dealing with, that's tough, Chris. You talk about deaths, you know, legal issues. That's a lot to deal with as a youngster anyhow, Chris. So if you got a good support system here in Chicago, I know Ryan Poles look at that part of it as a big, from an in-house standpoint. So that kid will need that kind of support, Chris, and to deal with some of those mental hurdles, man, to move forward as a football player. So no matter where he lands at, really, but I'm hoping that we have the right structure for him if he is the one to be drafted. Yeah, I need to stop looking at film on him. Because the more film I watch on him, the more I'm liking this kid. I know he's going through some shit on this. I know y'all going to be like, Prez, you said you took him off your <laughs> draft board. But I'm telling you, man, that's got to be a tough decision for Ryan Poles and his, and his team oh, yeah. if, if for some reason this kid drops down to nine. Because, guys, you cannot argue with me. If you fire up the film from him from Georgia, 
All you see is this guy wrecking havoc, collapsing the pocket, getting after the quarterback. When you look at the interior of our defensive line, Justin Jones is the only guy that deserves a return. Yeah. But it's still not a lot there. Imagine a guy like Jalen Carter on his Bears defense. But here's the thing about Chicago fans, right, Prez? And you know I'm not trying to diss Chicago fans. I love it. <laughs> but you know how we get, bro. If we pass up on Jalen Carter uh -oh. and he does well, you ain't going to hear the end of it. Nope. Our post is not going to hear the People going to be talking about, you had a chance to get Jalen Carter, why didn't you get him? <laughs> we did the same thing with Mahomes all the time, right? At, at one point, remember, why you ain't getting? You had a chance to get him, but this is what Bears fans does, right? So, Ryan Poles really got to think about this when it comes down to it, man. Is it the right move to make, man? And I think that's something that I'm glad I'm not the person that making the decision here. Same here. Same here. <laughs> it's Ryan Poles, man. So I kind of feel for him in that way because if you make the wrong move and it don't pan out, you're going to hear about it. Well, because it goes both ways, right? If he yep. takes a chance on the kid and the kid doesn't get it done, right, then that's egg all over Ryan Poles' face. But if he passes up on generational talent, oof. oof. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, he's damned if he does, damned if he doesn't. Right. <laughs> that's the situation he's in, friends. And that's got to be tough for him. Like, man, if I pass this up, what's going to happen? We ain't going to hit the end of it. You got to make good on a lot of more moves, man, before the fan base get over that. If this kid turns out to be a generational talent and be great the rest of his career. But now you have a lot of debate that's setting up here with this, with this draft, right? Because at that number nine pick, you have a small fraction of people that are like, what if Jalen Carter drops down to nine? But you got another fraction of the fan base is like, but guys, don't forget about the offensive line. We need a tackle, right? Right. So there's a couple guys in that range, and we're going to get into that next week when we break down some of the players that we feel like they should target. But we know Paris Johnson Jr. is one of the guys that's been linked to the Bears, potentially at number nine. Skaronski from Northwest is another guy. We'll get into those guys more in depth next week. But offensive line, A-Dub, is another position, as we talked about earlier, that we have to solidify. We cannot go into another season where Justin Fields is running for his life. We cannot. We cannot afford that. Year three with Justin Fields in the NFL? Got to protect this kid. Got to protect. Especially after ensuring that he got some weapons on the outside at that friends. Come on, man. Protect the kid. Make sure he, he's the asset. Got to make sure that he's protected at all times. And, and to your point, you and I said this many times, he took too many hits last season. Cannot allow it again coming into this season, bro. Can't say that enough. There's been a lot of talk, a lot of people thinking, well, Braxton Jones may end up over at right tackle, President A-Dub, and the Bears may end up drafting a rookie that's lined up at left tackle. We'll see what happens there, right? But what I'm trying to just put in everybody's mind is they have a lot of options there at number nine, while also being able to clean up other position needs, right, that they have in the draft. Because obviously we know offensive line is one of the bigger needs, but think about yeah. at safety, at corner. These are some other areas, A-Dub, that I feel like we could do a better job with, with improving the depth on this team. I'm kind of glad you brought up the fact of um, the, the DBs and thinking about the safeties at that because – you think about Jalen Johnson, you think about Kyler Gordon, those are two for sure. You're like, okay, we're pretty high on, right? But that's not enough, man. I mean, you need two corners. You need your nickel as well. And I think Gordon is pretty much that guy who's playing the nickel for the most part. So you're going to need a little bit more help for sure in, in, in that department. So can you rely on what you currently have right now? I mean, Vildor is okay, you know. He may have had a better season last year, but he's not the full answer. So it's like, what are you going to do there? Okay, and, and A.W., you brought up a good point. Obviously, with Jalen Johnson, he's that, he's that guy, right? We think that he's that deal. 
but yeah. he's also entered the final year of his rookie contract, right? So Jalen yep. Johnson is in the contract year looking to get paid. Kyler Gordon coming off an up-and-down season where we saw him making really good strides toward yes. the end of the season. But at the end of the day, it was still up and down. To your point, Kendall Vildor, is he that guy? I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> I think it all depends on where the Bears end up lining up Kyler Gordon in year two with him in this defense. But I would love if for somehow early on in that draft that they go ahead and select the DB. Because there's so much DB talent in this draft that you and I covered from the Senior Bowl that you and I'll get into next week. There's so many people that I talked to at the Combine this year. This draft has a lot of talent there on defense. And that's why I'm so happy with what Ryan Poles did in that trade with the Panthers, A-Dub, is because he has really put this team in a really good spot. I mean, you talk about what he done in the all-season prayers with signing players. I thought he'd done a very good job at doing so. Um, and also the trade, of course. I, I think Ryan Poles on to something. And you've always you called this out, Prez, multiple times. It was a big offseason for Ryan Poles. And boy, was you right, bro, because you can see the moves, the acquisitions he's been making here. He letting it be known that, hey, this is a big deal this offseason. Before we get out of here, you got any final thoughts on safety? Because that was one of the things that I mentioned a second ago. And I think that while it's not a premium need, like maybe a corner, but I still think this is a position that Ryan Pulse could benefit from improving a bit. Eddie Jackson, right? You got to think about Eddie Jackson and, and how long he's been with this team and what you want to do there, right? I know you got Brisker. You're pretty much high on him. But what do you do? You still need some depth at that spot as well. And I know I'm saying, friends, the, the bench is okay. But the thing is, you need to have that, that door still wide open, man, to where you get that help and, and new people to come in who can do a job. Because you just never know what may happen to have enough safeties to be able to be in good rotation in a case you decide to make a move with Eddie Jackson at some point. You never know. I understand Eddie Jackson had a good season last year, but again, because his value has gone up, you never know what Ryan Poles might want to do there. True. But Eddie Jackson definitely did bounce back last season. It sucked that his season ended with that injury to his foot. But again, you talked about Jaquan Brisker. This guy's future all pro written all over him. I want to piggyback off of what you said about the depth. I think the reason why I circled safety position as an area that I hope that they hone in on a bit is because safety doesn't have a lot of depth right now because DeAndre Houston Carson is still unsigned. They'll probably end up re-signing him, but as of right now, he's mm-hmm. not on his roster. Ooh, that's a good point. Very good point. If they're going to draft somebody, they may just move on from him, Press. It's just how the game goes. Still a business at the end of the day. We'll see. I mean, honestly, man, I think with his leadership and what he brings to the table, even on special teams, they'll figure out a way to bring him back. However, I would just love another guy in that room, a young prospect that can learn from an Eddie Jackson, that can learn from a Jaquan Briscoe. You know what I mean? Because right now, when you look at that safety position, boy, that's one of the stronger positions in that on this team. So you're right, Perez, where it's still good right now, where someone can come in and learn, it's the right time to do it. So therefore, once a change happened that could possibly happen in the future, you got somebody ready to take on the spot. Oh, facts there. Facts there. I just can't wait to the next episode, man, when you and I can start drilling down and talking about specific players and some of these positions. So audience, next week, A-Dub are going to do our own version of a mock draft, but we're going to do positions of need and our targets that we want to see the Bears go after. So it's going to be a really good episode. I'm looking forward to it. A-Dub, it was good chopping it up with you. Audience, We appreciate your continued support of the platform. 
Thanks for helping make us a top-tier Chicago Bears podcast. Until next week, we are out.